Hello, Integrity Church. My name is Ben Tugwell, and this is the Mature and Multiply podcast. Today is Tuesday, April 7th, and right now we are in a global pandemic, which everyone in our culture has been affected by in some shape or form. Now, this is not the only pandemic our world has seen. In fact, we've seen several throughout the centuries. There was one in particular that I want to highlight today, and it's known as the bubonic plague or the Black Death. Now, this pandemic took place in the mid-1300s, and a lot of people lost hope. Over a 100 million people died due to this pandemic. And because it was such an early time period, many people didn't know how to respond or, or what to do in this situation. And so even members of the body of Christ began to lose hope. In fact, there was a known poem that, that went around by an English cleric named William Langdon. And he said in this poem about this pandemic, God is deaf nowadays and will not hear us. And for our guilt, he grinds good men to dust. Perhaps we at times feel as William Langdon did in the mid-1300s. We can have the tendency to think that God does not hear us. In times like this, we wonder, okay, if God is claiming to be sovereign over all, then why isn't he showing us what his master plan is? The reality is, even if he showed us, our minds could not handle it. We, our brains do not have the capacity to understand the, the sovereignty of God and how he would use his glory and our good in situations like these. But even amidst the confusion about the sovereignty of God, we have hope in God's word. We see in the book of 1 Peter, Peter's writing a letter to suffering believers and as he begins to unpack this letter, he tells them the hope and encouragement that they can have in Christ. He tells them some of the work that he's doing, even in the midst of their suffering. They had been persecuted by an evil emperor. They had been forced to scatter and leave their homes and, and be citizens that are sort of wondering and trying to figure out how to be believers in Christ in a dark time. And so he tells them in verse 4 of 1 Peter 2, he says, As you come to him, a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, talking about believers, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And so he's telling the church, hey, even though it's it's chaos around you, even though you're suffering, even though you're under an evil dictator, even though you're starving, even though some of you are losing family members, even though some of you are scattered, he says, I am still building my church. I'm building this spiritual house. He's not saying I'm building a building. He's saying I'm building a spiritual people. And then he goes on. If you dip down in verse 9 of First Peter chapter 2, he says, but you, talking again about believers in Christ, those who believe in the finished work of Christ, those who believe that Christ rose from the grave, those who surrendered their life to Christ, he says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, 
a people for his own possession, that you might proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So maybe we find ourselves like William Langdon. We're questioning whether or not God hears us. And that's a reasonable question to ask. But perhaps we can look at 1 Peter chapter 2 and see just a little glimpse of what God is up to when we're suffering. That even in suffering, somehow he's building his church. Now, as I look around the world and I see a bunch of online church services on Facebook and YouTube, I can get a glimpse of new people being reached for the gospel. Even though we're not able to gather as a church family and and get together even in small groups and homes and have prayer time together, have accountability, have Bible studies, have even one-on-one discipleship at a restaurant, God's still building his church. And we can have hope in that. We can have hope that we are a chosen nation, that globally across the world, believers are still connecting over technology, still having prayer time through Zoom interactions, still sharing resources and encouraging one another how to have Easter services and how to reach new people for the gospel. God is up to something we may not know today or tomorrow or even this year, all the impact that God's doing right now through his church, but we can have hope. And we see this hope all throughout the New Testament. God is showing his sovereignty in that he's building his church no matter what. We see it in Paul's letter to the church of Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. He says, So that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. This is according to the eternal purpose. So he's saying the church was the eternal purpose of God. It was from the foundation of the world that he would build his church. He says that according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. Then he says, so I ask you not to lose heart over what I'm suffering for, which is your glory. So Paul is saying the suffering that I am going through is worth it because I know in the end that God is building his church, that he's going to call more people out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And the calling that Peter has is for us to continue to proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of darkness into his light. To remember that we weren't once not a people, but now we're God's people. To remember that we once did not receive mercy, but now we have received mercy. And so we can suffer today and know that God is doing something among this world and he's building his church somehow. Yes, churches cannot gather on Sundays and public gatherings or in small groups, but somehow he's connecting believers together and to himself. He's doing a work among us. And so may we, as the body of Christ, as we're listening today, may we find 
hope and that encouragement. May we say, man, this was worth it. God did something in my life. He drew me closer to his word. He drew me closer to other people through this. He caused me to pray more. He caused me to seek his face more. Maybe he's doing that in your life right now. And perhaps this is just evidence that God does not give up on his church. It may seem, as William Langdon said, that he does not hear our prayers, but he absolutely does. God is building his church. So let us thank him in these times of suffering. May we cry out to him and may he calls us to see our identity in him, that we're a chosen people, a royal priesthood for his own possession. I hope this has been an encouragement for you. May you go in peace.